a native Texan, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is The Matt Long Show. Live from the Texas Legislature, here's Matt Long. All right, good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you in uh yeah well it just start all over good morning so happy to be here with you folks in the hill country of texas bringing you the truth from the pink dome in the people's republic of austin every single tuesday listen we had a group up here yesterday we brought a busload up here yesterday man i'm telling you those guys were absolutely a blast um and i'm going to give you a report on that here later um, but uh, first of all, let's get started with our calendar. We have a couple of things on the calendar uh, this week. Well, first of all, tonight is the Biblical Citizenship class that is uh, taking place in in um, Kerrville. And I was just looking through my uh, my uh, calendar, and then it just disappeared. But uh, this is the Biblical Citizenship class, and uh, I'm going to keep digging through my emails here. But uh, they started this class last week, and I talked to the, uh, the folks that are putting it on, said that even if you didn't get here for the first week or two, it would be okay. I think last week what they did was watched the, um, the movie call about the monuments, and I have not seen this. Um, show yet this movie but that's how they started out this biblical citizenship class and as i desperately scroll through my emails um i will come back to that one but we do on thursday night on thursday night the day after tomorrow we will have the um uh, hill country preppers will be meeting and they're going to be at buzzy's and they meet at six o'clock there. You know, Buzzy's isn't open for um, isn't open for uh, dinner at six on uh, Thursday evenings. And so, either go early and grab a bag and, uh, and uh, grab a, a sack lunch and and bring it with you when you go there at six, or just um, or or uh, eat before, eat after, do whatever you want to do. But the meeting starts at six. This week is going to be how to survive and uh, in a nuclear event of some kind, and um, I understand that uh, Stephen is going to be bringing some, uh, teaching us how to duck under our desks once again, um, and so, you know, it gets pretty crowded in that back room. We're all going to look pretty funny trying to get under those tables in the back room. Nah, that's not how we do this anymore. We've got new plans, new ideas, and uh, that is what the Steve and his sister are going to bring to you this Thursday night at the Hill Country Preppers meetings at Buzzies at 
6 o'clock, and uh, I'm still trying to uh, pull up the, uh, all of a sudden, my interwebs and everything went dead here. But, you know, what can I say? Welcome to the Hill Country. But uh, let's see if I can find this. The biblical citizenship class tonight. You know, the best thing I could tell you is probably go, and here, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to We the People, Liberty in Action. In fact, I'm going to try it right now, liatx.com. And, uh, yeah, let's see. It's rolling. My numbers are rolling there a little bit. But that is a really good place to get information like that when your host all of a sudden uh, loses all his Internet connections and all of his notes are blown out the window. Um, that's what you can do is go to LIATX for information in the Kerrville area and in Kerr County. And uh, another way to find out what's going on in the uh, around the Hill Country is make sure you are subscribed to the Fredericksburg Tea Party newsletter and you can do that by going to the fredericksburg org site and you can sign up for your newsletter there you know you can also go to matt long the that's a new one up there the matt not only can you find the calendar there but you can find um, all kinds of other stuff including links to this program and there's right there on the landing page is a link to the Hill Country Patriots. So if you can't remember how to spell Hill Country Patriot when you're out traveling, and but you can spell the Matt Long Show, just go there and hit the link to the Hill Country Patriot, and that will take you right there. And you can listen live. In fact, you can use that link to listen to the Hill Country Patriot anytime you want to. You can find that on themattlongshow.com. And uh, the Hill Country Patriot uh, website, it doesn't have the the in front of it. It's just hillcountrypatriot.com. Um, you can also find all our podcasts there. And we leave the podcasts up or the recordings of the daily shows for some of you that are in the uh, Books on Tapes group. Uh, the recordings of the everyday shows are up there for about a week, and then they rotate them out. And so if you heard Harley say something just outrageous this morning and you want to hold it against him in a court of law in the future, you can go to Hill Country Patriot and find Harley's program from this morning, and there it'll be available. And uh, you, can, uh, you can steal it, you can uh, copy it, do whatever you want. They used to have a uh, download button there, but that does not exist anymore. Um, but the Hill, hillcountrypatriot.com, and you can keep up with everything that's going on um, with our uh, at our awesome radio station. So we have, I'm up at the Capitol today. Looks like I may be up here again Thursday, but I'm not too sure about that. Hearings are just getting started. Um, things are starting to snap into place. The Senate has already had a couple of hearings um, and uh, committee hearings, and they even had some votes on the floor yesterday. So the Senate got right to work. Um, the House has not had a vote on a floor. Um, in fact, I'm not even sure if there have been any bills passed out of committee in the House. Um, and uh, But they are, things are hopping, and uh, they will get really hot here in a week or two. If you have not gotten your training, if you want to get engaged this 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 session, 
now, 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 now is the time. You know, a couple of weeks from now, and you say, Matt, I want to go to the Capitol with you. And uh, I'll absolutely, I'll bring you up here. We'll have a good time. But um, I won't have as much time to really spend one-on-one with you as uh, we'll be up here trying to, uh, we want to be up here to speak to committees. And so when our committees are meeting, that's where we need to be, in the room. And so your training has to have done been done before that. Folks, um, I'm going to read you a little bit of Ben Franklin um, this morning. And uh, see, that is too funny. Not only did uh, all my interwebs go down, but uh, my pages blew over on uh, poor Richards. But I think I found it. Here we go. Yeah, this is a one that you see on bumper stickers today. Still to this day, the language is a little bit different, as our language has changed uh, since Ben was writing this stuff. But uh, here you go. You'll see this on a bumper sticker probably today. Old boys have their playthings as well as young ones. The difference is only in the price. So, see, you saw that bumper on the back of the Jeep, and uh, you thought that was really cool saying um, uh, but uh, Ben Franklin came up with that, but I doubt he had it on a bumper sticker. I don't think he had um, invented bumper stickers in 1752. That was probably more until, uh, you know, maybe the 1780s when he uh, invented bumper stickers. All right, well, folks, uh, we're going to take a short break, and when we get back, I'm going to give you a report on yesterday. It was an amazing day, so y'all please stay tuned, and we'll be right back. He owns the largest collection of do-rags in Gillespie County. He's Matt Long. Born to be wild. Born to be wild. The Hill Country Patriot. Matt Long, your man on the scene in Austin. All right, we are back. I'm sitting here uh, downtown People's Republic of Austin, and uh, we've got a great day lined up at the Capitol today. Yesterday was our every two years Faith and Family Day, and that was, um, like I said, every two years. I've had a lot of people say, well, Matt, I'm sorry I missed it uh, this year. We'll uh, join you next year. No, there is no next year. It's every two years, and folks are telling you, I'm not sure if two years is ever even going to get here. The way things are going right now, I'm not even sure if we're even going to be here in two years. Um, but the interesting thing, last night as I was um, uh, kind of thinking about what my takeaways were from yesterday, um, I was much surprised uh, to find out that my takeaways yesterday uh, from yesterday were the identical takeaways I had two years ago. And they were the same as the takeaways I had four years ago and six years ago. Here's the same takeaways. You ready? Number one, it was absolutely an amazing day. It was a great day. We got to hear from some uh, amazing uh, speakers. And, uh, you know, that swimmer, uh, Riley Gaines, who uh, was from the University of Kentucky, um, swimmer who ended up uh, finding out in the national championships that she was going to be racing against a boy. And then not only that, um, finding out that uh, when they got into the locker room, nobody told all the ladies in there that there was going to be a six-foot-two man fully equipped. Um, 
He has not had any surgery yet. Just uh, standing, stripping down, and then uh, hanging out and watching all the ladies on the swim team change. Um, hearing her story is absolutely amazing. Um, I do have all of her contact information. I will be getting hold of her later today and uh, going to do our best to get her on the air onto the Matt Long Show. Uh, we also heard from Abby Johnson yesterday, who was uh, uh, the Planned Parenthood worker who was um, got uh, actually had to go back into the room once where the abortions are taking place. And um, when she saw when she saw on the sonogram what was happening, that completely changed her viewpoint. Hearing from her, you may be familiar with the movie um, Unplanned that was inspired by her story, but hearing her give her uh, story uh, firsthand was, uh, it's just something else. Um, also, we got to hear from a detransitioner whose name uh, slips my head because uh, we, like I said, I have lost all my internets here, And um, but uh, this detransitioner told, told his story of how he went through the transitioning process, including surgeries, and uh, then a number of years later uh, realized that uh, that was all gobbledygook, what he had been told. And uh, when this man takes the stage and starts to tell his story, it is, I'm telling you what, there's just, it's, I don't even know how to put it into words. But he needs to be heard. I think every child who is considering having any surgeries or anything like that or even put on the hormone pills or anything like that, that they need to hear from this guy. That, that, that This man needs to be the one to tell him, look, here's, this is not what you want to do, I promise you. Um, and so we had that gentleman, and that was really great. You know, we got a really good report on the effect of hormones. Um, first of all, hormones, um, once you start taking these hormones, if you're going to stick with this transition process, then not only do you have to, the male has to start taking, um, estrogen, they have to take it the rest of their life. And so for the rest of this person's life, their natural body is going to be wanting to produce a certain, uh, chemical and they're going to be pouring into their body a chemical that fights back against their own body. And so what they're going to be doing is creating a lifelong physical battle within their body, their body trying to produce the things that it naturally produces, and at the same time trying to fight away the unnatural chemicals and drugs that you're putting into your body. Listen, I'm not a doctor but uh, that just doesn't sound like it's a really good idea. It just doesn't sound like that's going to go anywhere. So that was the takeaways. It was great. It was fun. The next takeaway is that people made friends. Um, I, I, we had such a good time on our bus, and I am fair. You know, I was planning on sleeping on the way up because I'd gotten up so early. Um, that didn't happen. We were talking and laughing and visiting all the way up and got the bus all loaded. People were sitting next to people they didn't know, and they got to know and meet new friends. 
Uh, one of the fun things uh, was I was with uh, Pastor Tommy Hayes, and we were approaching the check-in, and, and uh, there's this lady from across the room, Tommy, Tommy, and so there's, uh, you know, Tommy didn't expect to see anybody from, you know, out of town up there at the Capitol. It's not like he goes to the Capitol all the time. I think he might, though, um, start uh, going to the Capitol a little bit more, but there was people up there he knew. And uh, so there were, and not only that, Pastor Hayes um, went out and um, he he got connected with some of the really good people up here. And uh, he made some connections and made some friends. And so that was the other good, the other takeaway. And that's the same takeaway I have every two years when we do this. You're going to meet friends. You're going to have a good time. You're just, it's, you're going to make new connections. You're going to find people who are fighting the same battle you're fighting. And you're going to, and it's like, wait a minute, you've already done that. Oh, you've tried that. Well, oh, well, let's try this. Let's do this. Let's do that. It is uh, just, um, the connections are, are amazing. When you go up here and find out people who are common folk, you multiply your power, you multiply your voice. Um, and here's the third one. Here's the third takeaway in my notes. The new people always say the same things. The people who come to Faith and Family Day, who have never been to Faith and Family Day, in fact, even those who had been to Faith and Family Day before, but the new ones for sure always say the same things. Here's what they say. <gasps> I'm shocked. I, I, I'm, I, I can't believe this is happening. I, I can't believe this is going on in Texas. I can't believe I didn't know about this before. Why didn't I know about this before? Why is nobody telling me about this? Why? Why do I not know that these things are happening? The next one that I hear after I'm shocked and I'm surprised is, where where are the preachers? Where where are the churches? Where where are the churches? Why are there not more churches engaged? Why are there not more pastors and and preachers and ministers engaged in this? And you know, I, I don't have any answers to those questions. When they say, ask me, why didn't I know about this, Matt? Why and or where are, are all the churches? I, I don't have an answer for you. I wish I knew where they were. I wish I knew why they were not engaged. Um, but uh, there's slowly a few at a time. We had two good pastors on our bus from the Hill Country yesterday, official pastors. I think the whole rest of the bus was filled with pastors as well. They just don't have the title or a, a congregation, so to speak. And then um, the last one, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this one, the question is asked, why are there not more people here? They said, Mr. Long, there should have been, this place ought to be filled. We're having a rally out here to save women's sports, to protect our children from the indoctrination in the public schools. We're out here fighting the fight for Christians and conservatives, and they look around and say, where is everybody? Where is everybody? Yeah, I know, that's a question I ask all the time. Where is everybody? I don't know, but if we don't get you up here, if you don't get up here, government goes to the people that show up. Government goes to the people that show up. We showed up yesterday. Where were you? Folks, um, we've got, uh, as normal, every Tuesday, 
we have Pastor Greg coming on and joining us. And so we're going to take a short break and do our best to transition in with Pastor Greg and go nationwide. So y'all stay tuned, and we will be right back. He's 100% Texan. Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. Matt Log, your man on the scene in Austin. All right, folks, we are back live from the People's Republic in Austin, and it's Tuesday, and we're going to be joining Pastor Greg with the Chosen Generation. Good morning, Pastor Greg. Hey, good morning, good morning. Great to be back with you uh, and and with all of our wonderful friends there in the Hill Country and on Hill Country Patriot Radio on the Matt Long Show. And uh, it's uh, it's a joy to be with you and uh, <laughs> the People's Republic of Austin, no doubt. No oh, doubt. And it's getting worse. You know, there's talk about a, a law, a, a state law, something out of the legislature to create a special district in Austin that would actually be ruled by the legislature as opposed to the city of Austin. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm buying that, but uh, that's not what I wanted to talk about today. Pastor Greg, I heard you, um, the end of a conversation, I overheard you, I was dipping into your conversation, and you said something about getting the salt needs to get, we need to get out of the salt shaker. Just uh, Would you just do me a favor and expand on that a little bit? You know, the, the Word of God tells us that we're supposed to be salt and light. And it also tells us that the, the only way by which we lead people back to him is by the word of our testimony and the blood of the Lamb. But, but it's more significant than just, and, and I wish that maybe that we would, would frame this differently. So I'm going to try and do that for you. Okay. It, it's, it's, you know, I, I, I had a message on Getter from someone that said, oh, that you, you know, you just want to talk about Christian persecution. Folks, there is a reason why our First Amendment begins with a declaration of the importance of freedom of religion. <clears throat> and, and when our founding fathers were voicing that idea of freedom of religion, and this is a question that was asked because, uh, you know, a lot of folks bring up, and Matt, I know you've talked about this uh, a lot. We, you and I have both talked about this, about the Danbury letter and Thomas yeah. Jefferson. And, and what was the specific focus of that letter? And, and the focus of the letter was not uh, about removing Christianity and its influence from our country or from our government. It was about making sure that we did not set up a, quote-unquote, church of the United States, mm-hmm. which is they had come out from under in the Church of England. But there was no question, and you can go back and look historically, there's no question that our nation was founded as a Christian nation. And, and I think even for, uh, you know, for people that are waking up in the Libertarian Party, uh, look, look at, the rev- at, at the revival that's happening in Charlie Kirk's life, quite frankly. 
If you right. followed Charlie Kirk from his early days, and he's even come out, I I had uh, had a video where he came out and, and was saying, you know, well, you know, I don't care about marriage and this and that. Well, he's come out recently and said, you know, I was young and I was foolish. Marriage matters. The issue of marriage matters. And and the LGBTQ agenda and what's ha- what it's doing to our kids is of grave concern to us. And he's been going and talking about the importance of getting back. Uh, the, he's actually talking about the beginnings of the Bible in Genesis one through eleven, which I which I'm I, I applaud that. Mm. But I think that libertarians themselves are waking up to realize the secular humanism doesn't work, folks. We, yeah, we can't save ourselves. No, we can't. And, uh, you know, that is uh, one of the, the basic difference um, between Christians and those who don't profess or who don't believe that way, or let's just call the progressives, is they believe that we are perfectible in this life, that we, if we have enough rules and regulations and education, rules, regulation, and education, that somehow we can turn every citizen in the world into this you know, perfect citizen that shares everything that I just, uh, that we can create a paradise here on earth. Um, that's what Satan is telling us. That's what the progressives are telling us, that you don't have to worry about heaven. We can create heaven right here on earth. Just do what I say. The Christians, we know that we are broken, that we are damaged, that we need healing and that we need help, and there's only one place to get that, and that is through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. My Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That is the only way we reach that perfection. It's through His grace that we can reach that paradise, but it's just not going to happen here on earth. Now, Christians take that idea, many of them do, and say, well, if I'm all I'm doing is getting ready for the afterlife, then I really don't need to get engaged at the local. I don't need to get engaged. I don't need to go up and speak for laws that would um, that would allow or speak against laws that would allow the mutilation of young children or speak for laws that would try to get the sexualization of our kids out of the schools. Folks, it is exactly the opposite of that. We are called to be warriors. We are called into battle to fight this. And we have been given all the tools we need. All we need to do is ask for them and reach out to them. But we also have to get up off of our butts and go do something about it. Isn't that right, Pastor Greg? No, I, I agree. And, and, and Matt, I would, I would, the only thing I would say is this, and, and, and this is a tough one to swallow, but this goes back to when Jesus said to them, you must eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. You have to be, you have to understand the full commitment of what this Christian walk is. And then you have to understand that Jesus Christ has done it for us. It, it we, the the problem with this idea of we've got to wait till we get there. It, here's the other. The, here's the double-edged sword of that. It's the belief that we don't have an answer for the issues that the world is facing. Ah. Because if I've got to wait until he comes back or until I get to heaven in order to 
in order to make that that change, in order for that transformation to happen, that sanctification to take place, then then there really is no point in going out and sharing this message or impacting the environment around me. Because all I'm going to do is embarrass myself or embarrass him. That's the mindset. Mm. And so the reality is, is that we need to understand Jesus Christ said some key words on that cross. He said, it is finished. And, and if you read Jesus's words, and if you read what Paul wrote in, in, in helping us to have a, 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 an even greater understanding of it, you realize that what Paul told us is, is that what, what Christ did on the cross, he, he, we, we are crucified with him. Mm. It's a significant issue. That means that our old man, is, he doesn't take us and clean us up and then, and then take that, that old kind of half-cleaned-up, bandaged-up thing and, and say, here, this is this, and you're going to stay in this and, and continue to struggle and, 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 all, and so on until he says, no, old things have passed away. All things have become new. Meditate on that for a minute. Think about what that means. Not just for a minute. Take the rest of your day and think about that. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. Think about what it means about the transformation. You know, one of the things that was, uh, there's, there's a whole lot of things that are going around about the Jesus Revolution movie. Right. And, and, and attacks on Lonnie Frisbee and so on. There's a, there's a, and I posted on my Facebook, there's a, a guy that actually was his roommate for 20 years that gives some great insight into that. And a friend of mine named Mary Crowley is getting ready to come out with a, a, a documentary uh, about his life. But here's the thing you understand. It's something that he said when he was interviewed by Catherine Coleman. He talked about the, the transformation. And this is what drew the hippie generation was they were looking for that. That's why they were dropping acid and LSD and heroin and all the different things they were experimenting with. They knew something wasn't right. They were trying to find the truth. We as the church are the only place where the truth exists. Jesus didn't say, I am a way, I am a truth, I am a life. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. That means there ain't any other. That's right. And, and you know, in uh, I was just thinking about the Great Commission, um, the scripture that sends us all out to share this word. When you're up here at the Capitol um, and you are surrounded by people who are not people of faith, who are not believers, what an opportunity. If you really, if, if uh, you think that going to church uh, every Sunday and then maybe every Wednesday night is going to help spread the gospel, is, is going to get the word out there, well, it's a good start, but it doesn't, the Great Commission, it doesn't really start till you leave your house, till you leave home. 
Do you leave your church? You need to, and I don't mean leave your church. I mean when you walk out of the building and take it out into the world. And bringing it to the Capitol is absolutely an amazing place to do that. And you can, even in your testimony in front of these committees, you can bring the light. You can bring the salt. You can bring that when you're up here involved and engaged. And again, we're not trying to create some kind of, uh, you know, a state religion. We're not trying to force um, all of our schools to become, you know, Christian schools. That's not what we're after. We just need to invite Jesus into and the Holy Spirit and God into this mess all around us. Um, there are numerous stories um, in the Old Testament and in the Bible where God finally just took a look at a group of people and said, I'm, I'm done. You know, I think the most the, the one who comes to mind first is, oh, okay, you want a king? I keep telling you, you don't want a king. All right, here's your king. Then there's stories of God just saying, "I'm all right, you've made this mess. I'm going to let you stew in it for a while. My wife and I were talking about this yesterday. Pastor Greg, do you think God at this point in time right now is kind of letting the United States in its mess. What do you think on? What do you think about that idea? Well, I, I think I think that he always sets before us the choice of life and death. Matt, I, I think okay. he he puts his hand out and he says, I you know, I lay before you life and death, and I encourage you to choose life. But yeah, I, I think that the United States right now is reaping what she has sowed. And, you know, we've got to go back almost over a hundred years to recognize when, when the Bible and prayer were taken out, we, we point back to those dates in the early 1960s. But the reality is, is that the beginnings of all that started right after World War One. The beginnings of that started when we, when we began to introduce the idea of evolution as being uh, the the beginnings and the true origin of man, and mm. and we began to discount creation and 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 God creating all of this when we began to devalue mankind, and that was what that was about, and it was about deciding which peop which people within society whose lives had matter significance and whose lives didn't. Marx's system being uh, coming from a silver spoon, Marx's system wasn't about trying to make everybody's life better. Marx's system was a scam about trying to figure out how could he transfer wealth from the masses to he and his friends. Mm. And that's exactly what he did. And that's what communism does every single time. And, you know... Go ahead. No, I was just thinking, is there, are we, you know, I believe that redemption is always possible. Always. I believe yep. always in redemption. It's just that it gets harder and harder. The deeper you dig yourself, the deeper the hole gets, the deeper the slime gets that you fall into, the quicksand you get into, the deeper that goes, the longer you wait. It's not impossible, but you can still dig out of it. And that is the message of hope that keeps us all going. That's what keeps me going here at the Capitol and what keeps me going as, as a Christian and having faith in our country and our leaders that we, it is not too late. We can turn this around. 
but it takes more and more Christians speaking up out with love, in love, but speaking up and getting engaged. Uh, we are still redeemable. We're, we're there, so long as, as the person has breath, so long as the person has breath, then, then there is the ability for someone to be able to, to be saved, to come out of it. You know, that word, uh, speaking truth and love, comes out of Ephesians 4.15. It says, but speaking the truth and love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. It, it, it's talking about pulling us to Jesus. I want to I just, if I, if I might, leave us with, with this thought. This is out of Colossians chapter 2. And again, another place that I encourage you to to be encouraged about the full measure of the transformation that God has done in you. And it says, buried with him in baptism, wherein you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who raised him from the dead. And you, being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary took us to us and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. We all of every bit of sin that was ever in your life know that Jesus Christ removed it when he took that old nature and crucified it on the cross. And he mm. gave you a new nature. That's your gift. It's a new nature that you've been given. You, you don't have to remain in Romans 7 in that struggle anymore. You're right. set free through Jesus Christ. That is the truth. And it's a truth that you can share. And we've got a young generation right now, whether it's 40% of them are buying into the whole LGBTQ. But why? Because they've lost their identity. They've lost their God-given identity, and they're looking for something to tell them that they matter, to help them fit in. The only thing you can fit into is, is, a, is a God mold, but we've got to love them into it and show them that there is a transformation for them, and they don't have to give themselves over to the things that are really destroying them. Pastor Greg, it's always great. You always bring an amazing message on Tuesdays, and we thank you very much. And I hear your health is really improving, and maybe just before the end of this legislative session, you're going to have to join me up here at the Capitol, Pastor Greg. We need to relive a couple of those old days. So, folks, thank Amen. you for sticking around with us, and uh, Pastor Greg, thank you for letting us join you on Tuesday. All right, God bless you all in the Hill Country, folks. We're going to take a break back after this. He doesn't just complain into a microphone. Blah, 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 blah. Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriot. Live from the Texas Legislature, here's Matt Long. All right, we are back as usual on Tuesdays. A great message from Pastor Greg, a dear friend, uh, a true man of faith, someone who is a man fighting on the front lines and has for a long time. And where did I meet Pastor Greg? Up here at the Capitol. It was when um, 
uh, what was her name? Abortion Barbie, who was uh, trying to, um, who was fighting us uh, when we were trying to get rid of abortion, which we successfully were, uh, successfully did um, in the last session when we created the Heartbeat Act. But about 10 years ago, there was a rally up here. And um, who did I meet? I met Pastor Greg out on the steps. In fact, it's kind of fun because I actually have a um, a, uh, a drawing a drawing of that day. There was an artist there, a guy who did little pencil sketches, and uh, Pastor Greg and I and this dear little lady. Oh, and I know she's listening now, and I'm so sorry I can't remember her name. Haven't seen her in a while. But there were the three of us there standing and talking in the Capitol, and that's where we kind of spent our day while we were surrounded by uh, men and women who wanted to continue killing babies in the womb. And uh, there was this artist, and he walked up, and I didn't know he'd been sketching, and he walked up to us, and he handed us this beautiful little print that uh, that he, not a print, this beautiful little drawing, pencil drawing that he had just made of Pastor Greg and I, and this nice lady from Kerrville, and she's going to be so mad at me. If you'll send me a text today, I'll know who you are. I'm so embarrassed right now. But um, so I have actually, someone actually drew, sketched that out the first time I met Pastor Greg, and that was up here. So anyway, I was listening to some of my podcasts uh, yesterday. Um, I was on the road quite a bit. I made two round trips to Austin yesterday. One of them I was not driving. That was in the bus. And then I came back up uh, uh, last night after I got home from the bus ride and came back to Austin last night, which I usually do every Monday night. And I stay with a friend who lives very near the Capitol, which gives me the opportunity to scoot over here and be here first thing in the morning without dealing with Austin traffic. So I'm listening to my podcast. And um, I found out something, and I have not had time to research this, but it is um, whether it's true or not, um, it uh, really doesn't matter because it's six today. But apparently during the 50s that one of the Republicans' um, rally calls or, 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 or battle cries or whatever you want to say it, call it, was, have you had enough yet? Have you had enough yet? Had enough yet? That was the bumper sticker in the 50s for the Republican Party, saying, are you sick and tired of this? Have you had enough yet? And um, I got to thinking, man, that would, ours another bumper sticker that would work extremely well today. In fact, maybe we can even get Harley to make us some shirts that say, had enough yet? Um, because that's where we're at right now. Have we had enough? Have you had enough yet? Are you uh, are are you sick and tired yet of what what you're seeing in our schools? Have you had enough from your local school board? And I'm speaking to um, uh, Fredericksburg Independent School District, who are fighting so hard to keep pornography in the libraries and trying every trick in the book. They're trying every trick in the book. Have you had enough yet? At what point do you say, "All right, I've had enough. I'm, this is it." I'm going to get engaged. I saw people yesterday do that. I saw people light up yesterday as they were getting off the bus. I had people give me commitments yesterday to my face saying, Matt, I am in this battle. I have had enough, and I'm ready to get into the battle. You tell me next time you want me in Austin, you let me know, and I'll be there. 
So what is going to be your point where your the, the scales just kind of tip over in your direction? Enough weight, enough nastiness gets put on those scales that you finally, it just tips over and you say, that's it. I've had enough. I have had enough. I'm going to do something about it. Now, that almost sounds like, well, I've had enough. I'm going to get my guns out and we're going to take it to them. No, that's not what we're talking about. Go back to what Pastor Greg, it's speaking truth with, in love. And, and, and we need more Christians doing that. You know, there's another place we need more engagement. My good friend, in fact, I need to get him on the air with me here real soon. But Joe Murphy of the Fredericksburg Tea Party whose focus group is um, life issues, beginning and end of life, the sanctity of life. One of the things he helps promote every year and raises money every year for is what's called Teen Life a Camp. And this is a camp, I think it's a, this is why we need to get Joe on here. I believe it's something like a long weekend, like a three-day weekend out at a camp here near Kerrville somewhere. And they bring the teenagers together for the weekend, for a long weekend, and they talk to them about life. They talk to them about about um, Planned Parenthood. They talk to them about all of these issues as teenagers. Now, it costs to go to that camp. It takes money to go to that camp. In fact, um, the earlier you order your ticket and pay for your teenager to go to that camp, the less expensive it is. All right? So as you get closer and closer, they raise their price. Um, and so they encourage you to sign up early because you get the best deal. Well, Joe now has enough money, has collected enough money to send four teenagers to this life camp, and he'd like to send more, but here's the issue right now, folks. He doesn't have the teenagers. He's got the money, but he doesn't have the teenagers. So we're reaching out. We need some teens from the Hill Country. We need some mothers and dads, aunts and uncles, grandparents who find out about Teen Camp, Teen Life Camp. Take a look. Look it up. We'll, I will bring you more information on that, but I wanted to just go ahead and kind of uh, get that out there um, and, and get that seed planted. That's another way for you to get engaged. What better way than could you turn a teenager's life around... She may be a native Texan or not. Camp. And maybe not so much as turning their life around as giving them knowledge and wisdom and biblical backing to go out into the world as young adults and speak the truth about life, the beginning of life and the end of life. Folks, it's been a great day. I'm looking forward to uh, being back in the studio tomorrow. And, uh, man, we're up here kicking butt and taking names at the Capitol. And uh, you need to join us someday. Y'all stay tuned for Lorraine, and we'll see you manana.